This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let me start with a rema from the throne of grace, which I was given to say for service. It does not sound spiritual, but it's the truth. Now, this is a word to all the single guys in this church. If care is not faking, all the good girls will be gone by the time you are ready. So many guys are waiting for what does not exist. I don't know what some bachelors in this church want. God is not going to manufacture any other person than the one he has created already. You are okay financially. You have your apartment. You are okay spiritually. Yet we see you day in, day out in the church. You disqualify every girl around you for one excuse or the other. Continue. Everyone will still manufacture your wife. And they will drop her like God dropped Adam. I was praying and this word came to me that one day, it takes faith to get married. Get up and make the move. Get up and after this service, go and ask out that person. Worst case scenario, she will say no. No does not kill. It has never killed anybody and it will not kill you. All this glorified bachelor or bachelorism. Bachelor, I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> Some guys are just they seem to be contented with that status just to be. And two days ago I was praying and he came to that wake them up and warn them. I'm serious. You will just realize that by the time you think you are ready, the best ones that you have seen are already married. You will be forced to settle for. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the rema. If your guy, if someone beside you is a bachelor, just use time to look at the person. <laughs> Don't look directly. Just you can first look around and just. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh dear Lord Jesus, we have to be very fast this morning because we have dedication to do. Now stand with me and let's just read. What Jesus said, uh, he said it in John chapter 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus, John 8, 31, to the Jews, when, which believed in him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. So you are not a disciple because you go to church, because you are a worker in the church, nothing because you are a pastor. You are a disciple if you do the words of Jesus Christ. And we'll be talking about marriage. There is the words of Jesus concerning marriage. Now he said again in the same uh, John, verse, uh, chapter 13, verse 35. By this shall all men, John 13, 35. And the Bible says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In other words, when they see love, one of the signs that you are truly a disciple is that in all relationships of life, you demonstrate love. So if we are fighting, 
if we are bullying each other at home, we are not showing that we are disciples of Jesus Christ. So a man is not a disciple because he performs miracles. It's not a disciple because he sings in the choir. It's not a disciple because he leads a cell. It's not a disciple because he has a ministry or a church. It's a disciple for two things. It continues in the words of Jesus Christ. And number two, it works in love. We are ending this uh, series today. I wish we could uh, extend the time, but we will not today. God will help us to look at a few things again that we can consider this morning. You can have your seat. God bless you. So there are those who are truly disciples, uh, those who are disciples of Jesus. In other words, they take seriously the words of Jesus concerning marriage. And marriage is built on just one thing, the fruit of the Spirit. What I want to talk about tonight, I started first service with uh, this morning, Amos 3.3. Bible says, can two walk together except they be agreed? So there must be an agreement. Now you are, I'm, I'm talking to those who are singles right now, you are to check which, what I started with first service, four important areas of agreement. There might be more than four, but these four, they stand out very clearly that you have to check your agreement on God, which includes church, faith, belief system. Two people can even be in the same church and not believe the same thing. In other words, what's your perspective? What's your views? What's your philosophy? What's your conviction? When it comes to God, what exactly do you believe about God, about how you demonstrate your faith? So somebody needs help. Somebody is praying. The other person believes that let's talk to people to help us. There is already a division. What is your faith philosophy like? Number two, money. And I spoke a little bit about that. This is where most tensions are. As a matter of fact, you know, I said we do have survey in Nigeria, but the last one they took in America, they discovered that people don't break up because of sex. It's amazing. And I will talk again to single guys. Some of the things people think marriage is all about, it's not what it is. People don't break up because of cups and shapes and stuff. When they ask those who are divorced, many times, number one thing, number one reason, lack of commitment. Commitment. Number two, trust. These are the issues that are bigger than emotion, how the person looks, and all those things. They don't matter. Now, I'm about to highlight several states of marriage very soon, but these factors will determine how the faces will uh, overlap, stop quickly, or be prolonged, or be sustained. You cannot practice marriage away from the fruit of the Spirit. And for the benefit of, because this is also like a prophetic word and a warning. For those who are coming for this second service, I said this first service, listen to me. If you are married and you are still sharing uh, deep secrets, deep words, time with someone outside your spouse, you are cheating emotionally. Let's not decorate it and call it another name. She's my childhood friend. It's my friend. We've been together in school. He's the only one I can talk to. Now you are married. The covenant of marriage demands that. And if you are your spouse, you are not close, you can begin to work on it now. See, the purpose of all the teachings I'm doing is not to condemn anybody, but to let you know that, see, I said this first service, which will actually impact on what I'm saying now. 
the fact that it is not allowed in marriage to say that is just who I am. There must be adjustment on both parts because you were not born by the same person. You were not brought up together. So you must make adjustment. And if you value your marriage, value will always compel you to make some adjustments. So I give an example for service. You don't like tie. You don't like suit. I've never seen daddy tie. <laughs> he said I've seen suit. <laughs> so maybe you, you it, it might just be you. You, some, and some of our parents, I mean, some people just don't like it. But if all of a sudden they offer you a job of 25 million per month and that in that office you have to wear tie, all of a sudden the love for tie will develop. I don't foresee any normal man. He's 32 and he says, you know, they just gave me a job 25 million per month. The problem is I don't like wearing tie, so I'm going to turn it down. Even your parents will call you and do deliverance for you before they refer you to pastor. Now, is something wrong? You can't say that. Truly, you don't like wearing tie, but you see, you value that job, you value that money, and it will confer on you certain adjustment. You have to. You don't like to wake up very early in the morning, but the president offers you a job that will pay you some of the contracts you are going to be earning like five billion. And for the next 30 to 90 days, you have to be in Asura by 5 a.m. Thou shall arise early enough and go. In other words, nobody should say, I cannot change. That means change is defined. What it's all about, the value you place on what is responsible for the change. If you value the other person, then there are some adjustments that you will have to make for the sake of that person. There are some simple things. You don't like going out. Like, that's not a problem. I mean, because you still have your differences. Uh, you don't like, but when what you are holding on to is hurting the other person and hurting the marriage, then adjustment has to be made. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Amen. So on these four things, the two of you we have to adjust. You are blessed if you are with somebody that you almost agree on all these four things, almost on, on like maybe called proportion, almost equally. You are almost on the same page about all these things. Number one, about your faith in God. Maybe the two of you are men of faith. And like I said, for service, or two of you are men and women, a man and a woman of deliverance. You know, your cutting shakes. You jump up, or you see the cutting shaking, and your noises that they have come. And your husband too jumps up. Yes, I bind them. You are on page. One binds, one loses, and you know, everything is going. But when somebody says that I don't see devil in this, and one is fully persuaded. Now, I said it about something flimsy like cutting, but what about when a son is failing in school and one feels that this boy is not reading very well? And then the other one feels that no, they have tied his brain somewhere. And this one is praying that all those, Oluwa, all those that my brain, the brain of my son is in their hand, take it back, take it back, take it back, take it back. And the other one is angry that who is taking his brain? <laughs> that it is DSTV taking his brain. We just need to stop him. Now, it sounds funny now, but these are the realities of some people. Faith. She wants to pray about a need. It feels like, no, there's no need for prayer. Do you know how many women have spoken to me? Once they propose anything about praying, the husband says, no, 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 this is what we are doing. And this can be very painful. Anything you believe deeply, if somebody rubbishes it, it will dent your ego. So faith. 
And because of time, each one will look at each day. As God grants us, it might be next three, four months, we come back to marry. Well, I, I am, maybe I should promise that we are going to start from this one whenever we can. Number two is money. Soybo are blessed. They be raised to be prudent about handling money. They know how to save. They know how to invest. I was hearing one popular man and he was talking about two of his children. He said, the first one is a girl, the second one is a guy. He said, I give from time to time my credit card to that girl. She will not, say she will, most likely she will not return it without touching anything, withdrawing anything from the money. He said, I dare not try that with my second born. He said, because he will buy a duplex. And the boy is younger. Now, two different children from the same mother. Some people, the way they see money is they even say, they bragging it, I'm not afraid of spending. So they spend it all. But you, you are afraid of spending. You don't believe everything should be spent. I said a very parodic story which I have seen. The guy eventually lost his job. I made reference to the first service. Please, if I take a bit of time today, permit me. And I'm saying, I never saw this guy. There was never, I never saw him wear any new clothes. The day he was talking to me, they were owing up to an excess of about 11 million. And everything was consumed by the wife. This guy never stepped out of the country once. She traveled five times in company. She just money. Today she will rent this shop. And I've seen uh, the, the reverse happen with another friend of mine. That's one, it was the guy. Today we say he will do open a studio. The wife works in a bank. She put 2.5 million for him to open the studio. Three months after I shut down the video, uh, the studio. The, the lady had collected car loan about three times for the same guy. He wrecked the car, sold one. They can't talk about what, what, what happened to the third one. And this and my friend was, he, he, he's a very gentleman. He's even a producer, very gentleman. But he was forced to tell lady one that I feel said, look, let me tell you the truth. After destroying your life, you'll go for another girl. Money. Now, I'm talking to those, if you are noticing this pattern in your marriage, I am not saying that give up on the person, but I'm saying, let me quickly say what I, what I ended for service with. This is why it is important that husband and wife should sit under the same teacher. The beginning of the problem of some women is that where you are receiving knowledge and the word of God, your husband does not want to go there. You have to pray about this. Because the only way you can begin to call, otherwise you are correcting yourself. You hear personal talk. Maybe you, at times also because of the way things are, you get rude at times. Now you are repenting of your rudeness. You are being more polite at home. But he is not changing because he's not hearing anything. Faith comes by hearing. It's important that husband and wife sit under the same teacher. So that the word of God is, all of us are changing. The word of God is changing on both sides. It is true. Hallelujah. Let's be the only one apologizing every now and then. You are making, a, and when you are making so much adjustment, the other person is not doing anything, it can be very frustrating. So, we have to think about this. Money is such a crucial thing. Down to, and it has many aspects. What do we give to family members? How do we give? What do we give to church? How do we give? I have seen women wanted to give it to church, and the husband said no. And I usually tell you, if your husband says no, please don't worry, just keep it. I, I don't want the church to be responsible for your problem. And one of them was like, but I've been giving, Pastor. That's what I don't like about him. And the woman in this case, far richer. 
that from school day, this is what I do, this is why I prosper. Why is it stopping me? When I refused, she stopped. Even though I found that she was using her style to give. But she resented the guy. I was even not trying to tell her that, no, no, it's your husband, you can't do this. Well, like, why, why? So he won't give, that's why it's where he is. It depends on my money and what I want to give. He put aside, that's why, see. Oh, Lord, I'm picking many things from. Look at me, everybody. Never seek happiness from marriage. Seek joy from God. You are going to put pressure on your husband or your wife when you think it's his responsibility to make you happy. He will do things that will make you happy. But primarily, God is your source of joy. This is why if you are not whole as a single and you want to use marriage to make up for the deficiencies, you are going to wear the other person out. Only God has that capacity to hold all of us, bear with our excesses, help us, so true joy can come from God. So if you think that a man will make you happy, or a woman will, yeah, at times the woman will do something that will make you happy, but the person will also do something that will be painful at times. So your joy, and nobody can be your source of joy. It has to be God. Hallelujah. Is somebody following me this morning? You know how many issues that money so I don't spend the I quickly want to talk about those seven stages the third one it has to be a relationship with other people from in-law to friends you can marry a man or a woman who believes who prioritizes his relationship with her friends more than and I've seen one time a marriage that almost ended now this is not man to woman this is woman to woman the lady got too close to another lady, too close that the husband nearly ended it. And I've seen it the other way around also. When the woman had to tell the man that, you know what, I'm there, I'm sorry, but I have to tell you the truth between that your friend and myself. Because day and night you are in his house, everything about him. You feel our own with the conversation about this guy. Don't we have a life outside your friend? Relationship with other people. I told you when I started this series, some husband and wife, there. The man never offended the woman in any way. All their problems are coming from people around them. So your sister said this to this. The man himself has never verbally abused the woman. She can't accuse the husband of anything. But she's angry because of what the husband's sister. Why would you allow people to come and create problems for you where there's no problem between the two of you? And it begins with how much do you allow people to come in? I am calling on husbands and wives. Say, you need to sit down and talk. You see, if you are, because your wife, you are now, you love each other, but you are not the love, love type. You don't flow. So you flow with another person outside. You must create the flow. When you start, the flow will flow. You just have to start. Be honest about it, dear. We don't flow. Can we start flowing? <laughs> and thou shall start flowing. <laughs> you need to. The whole idea is that the more you try to spend time to start talking, it will begin from somewhere. It begins to grow. You know there's a problem. We don't talk more. That's why I talk to you. But you know what? It's not right to talk to someone else more than I talk to you. Can we start talking? Then start somewhere. The start might not be good. It might be rough. So you sit down in the sitting room. She wants to watch all this uh, Indian film. Oscar, is that you? Oscar? You know those things, man, now they talk in them. 
<laughs> they, 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 I can't stand there for three minutes. Oh, no, so popular. <laughs> Aliando, come. And, and, <laughs> I feel like Telemundo can affect your dream. <laughs> if you, <laughs> but I don't know how to watch a film where they are not shooting. <laughs> then I'll go for American Magic then. I mean, why should I watch a foreign film and they are not shooting? Either comfort. That I want to see action. War. Somebody, <laughs> I watch one film and I shoot them from the beginning to the end. I say, I like this one. <laughs> But she, you know, all those things, sound of music, and they're just singing. <laughs> One day I was like, when, when are we going to watch film? All the ones they are watching, they, they are like drama. Are you, are you following me? Glory to God. Start from somewhere. I'm trying to just give like a capsule. And of course, the last one is relationship uh, it's about children. So God, that is faith, church, God, philosophy about God, about money, about other relationships around the third one and the fourth one, about children. Now it will shock you. Some survived all others, but failed. Have you seen people separating? After years, when you would have thought that nothing would separate them again, the children will start growing up and they will start taking sides, parents. And then they can get so terrible. It has been said that each one of you will try to raise your children the way you were raised. Or against the way you were raised. Something that you can rebel against. Maybe you were oppressed. They never gave you a voice while growing up. Two things can happen when you are like that. You can grow up and repeat the same thing. I think they call it tyranny of the family or something. You repeat exactly or you go totally against it and you can overdo it the other way to give them extreme liberty and spoil them. See, one thing about life, life must always be about balance. Once you tilt to any side, there is a problem. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So these four things are very important. And now they affect these several stages. So stage one in every marriage is honeymoon stage. Now, in some people, there's no stage one. <laughs> now, Allah from the beginning. <laughs> Honeymoon stage. Now, there is no exact principle or a yardstick or whatever that determines how one uh, overlaps into another. In some cases, though very rare, people have seen people who after 50 years of marriage, it still look like, an, like honeymoon. Pastor Bimbo told me before she died of some that I met at the airport like that. And the old man was pacing up and down because they delayed the flights up and down. And was telling anybody that I'm waiting, I can't wait for my, my wife, my wife, my wife, my wife. He said something that people started getting cross. And then the woman came and he hugged that they kissed and they were all giving each other and they were. And then somebody just started to ask them that, how long did she travel for? He said, just about three weeks or so. In their 70s. While I was growing up in my estate also, I used to see one man and his wife like there. I don't want to mention they call them my boy. There's a name we used to call them. They were so close. They were so, if you wanted anything from the wife, she would tell you to go and ask the husband. They used to talk day and night together. They would sit at the front of their house. One of their sons, the last born, told us that not even, we said, he said, you see, the way they are, 
It's as if we don't even exist in their world. He said they love us, but you cannot come between them. He said, my father will not come and visit without coming with my mom. If you are not ready to pay for the flight ticket or the two of them, none of them is coming. But in some other people, in some other cases, honeymoon will end very fast. For people who have been eating the forbidden food before marriage, honeymoon might have ended a long time ago. They will just get married because families have known them. But see, but let's assume we are all normal. <laughs> are, you, are you getting uh, so? <laughs> so people fall in love. Because in some cases, somebody doesn't exactly love the lady, gets her pregnant and they have to marry. You know, all those things, they happen. That one, there cannot be honeymoon at all. So from, as they are joining them, he's looking at her. I say she should just die. So that he will have a legal ground to remarry. And she too is looking, she's looking at him. If not, I'm pregnant. And then she's sitting on her and wondering, look at the shape of his. Why did I allow him? They are angry. But now there is a child. There's a pregnancy they have to. Do not that house of marriage. She's pregnant. She announces. The family with the father will just say, you know what? I can't let you father a child outside of where. So they bring them together and they marry. So that's one is an abnormality. You can't categorize it as what we are talking about. But let's come to the normal arena. So a man meets a lady and he falls in love with her. Thank you. And the love is shocking him. I mean, she becomes a song. Every now and then, when you mention the girl's name, <laughs> the vibes. And then the girl also, she's so happy. They can't wait to marry. Now they are HOD members. Pastor had told them that sex before marriage is wrong. So they can't wait to marry. He has pictured all kinds, all kinds. <laughs> Including the one he asked God for forgiveness for. All kinds. Finally, they are married. Of course, the sparks are there. So they are <laughs> um, maybe Lekki Resource Center, UK, wherever, Burukatu rank. And you know, they start to get on the mountain. It's looking at those animals and songs are coming. You know that kind of picture? <laughs> she wakes up, it comes with a tray. What to see in Hollywood? And he puts it beside her bed. And she says, oh dear, I just love you. You know, everything is flowing. <laughs> no matter her sin, they are forgiven in advance. He cannot see anything that is wrong with her. He does not even notice that she's dirty. She doesn't notice that his dirty is careless. Everything. Because only moon will cover your eyes for a while. There is a next phase that is called reality stage. That is a wake-up call. Now, there are many factors that can widen, strengthen, lengthen, or shorten the honeymoon stage. Some other people, as they are enjoying all those moments, she gets pregnant. You know, some people say that when I get married for the first two years, I want to enjoy my husband, no child. As if you are that much of control. Some can, some do it, but for majority, all of a sudden, the child says, I want to come. <laughs> well, oh, you called him, so. <laughs> so that already, as she begins to throw up, as she begins to have whatever money, whatever they call it, as she 
that alone has changed every part of the marriage, including sex. And now, marriage is so, um, let me use what funny that it can show, it can bring out the worst in a person. I can't, I can't forget the late lady told me she was so sick and the husband still insisted on having sex with her that day. But I feel like, and she was like, but I'm not feeling fine. I'm not even in the mood. When it was true, it went out. Many years ago, she came to say she was a friend and she began to cry. That I, I don't know why somebody would be this inconsiderate. That he saw how many times I've been to hospital and the state of my health. And so I can't imagine that watching me shivering on that bed, that doctors checking me, it was seen in his head, sex. Well, it's hard to say that they eventually separated, actually. But see, I told the first service that the foundation can be strong at the beginning between a man and a woman. You can begin to say things and take action that will start weakening it gradually until it breaks. That's why I told the first service that never hit below belts. We argue, yes. Say what you want to say. I don't like what you are doing, but don't use what. Your purpose, the purpose behind argument is to get your point across, not to demean, insult, and make the person of no significance. You are a useless woman. Must who say that? Whatever it is. Oh, I came home, I expected you to have done, you've not, I'm not happy that you've not done this. You pass, you pass your point. You must be careful with words. You are a very irresponsible man. All because he did something. Why don't you just talk about the fact that I don't like this that you have done. Don't go that far to use very, very offensive, corrosive words to convey the state of your heart. If you are married to an individual, to a living soul, he can see on you that you are angry. Just mention what the issue is. Don't use big words that when you make up, the words are still ringing. Did she just say that about my mom? Did he just call my father that? You are your useless father and useless family members. When it is over, she might never forget what you have done. You are tampering with the foundation on which the marriage is standing. Must you use terrible words? Sometimes I tell people, are you that weak that you cannot pass your feeling across without insulting somebody? Lazy woman. Oh, they are not happy that the way I left the house, the house is still very dead. Oh, no, 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 we should not be doing this. Why did you leave the... You've passed your point across. Calling her the lazy one does not even guarantee that she will do it better another day. But somehow, when you don't have self-control, you always want to go to the extremes. Because now your purpose is not to get to a point across. Your purpose is to prick the person. And love doesn't do that. You want to say something that will injure the person well. If you are doing that as husband and wife, that when something happens, your goal is to hit the person. Like Tyson Fury, the way he brought out Dante. You want to give a killer punch. Is that what you want to do? Or you just want to pass a point across? When these things are not managed well, honeymoon will end very soon. All the four factors I mentioned can end honeymoon very soon. If you are in death, a man that is in death, running away from creditors, will not be able to enjoy honeymoon so much, except he doesn't have conscience, which some don't have. 
Even though they are owing the whole world, they are still enjoying their life. <laughs> there are some people like that. They don't care. But generally speaking, the issue of which hotel we go to, but there we only have 700,000 in our account. If you go to this resource center for two weeks, by the time we are coming, we are left with 60,000. And this one says it doesn't matter. She be just on him with ones in the. <laughs> and no matter you pass it, the other person is thinking that, but we can have a good time in a less expensive place. How you spend. Some marriages have, the honeymoon ended very soon, very fast, on the issue of food for marriage, food for the wedding day. Overpay Ketra over this one, that one, ended it. In some cases, in-laws ended the whole thing. They stepped into the honeymoon ahead of the only self. On the wedding day, the sister said something, did something with the wife. You know this kind of family is common among Yoruba people. We are, <laughs> I don't want to say unfortunately where I am from. Fortunately, I'm blessed. You were different people are cooking in a party. I have seen a relative of mine that that happened. You know, almost six people, everybody was brought their own caterer and our meat ended or finished. Just cross to the other side to ask somebody for me. Unfortunately, the caterer did not know that she was a member of the family and answered that Ashley. My dad sorry, sorry, we don't give her a meeting and she went back and started crying. Now she can tell her daughter or her sister who is married to this one. And I'm like, so is that how you are in your family? Ordinary meat. My sister came to ask you for meat and your, your mom and your people told her to go away to get lost. And so that can begin to put tension on the marriage right there. What about family members who are at, in attendance at the wedding? Especially from tribes where they demand every bad price. You can pay so much and the man start getting angry from the word go. These are all the four factors except children at that level. All the first three, they affect marriage. Faith. So at the honeymoon stage, she wants to pray, doesn't want her to pray. Now, well, let's just pray for a while. This prayer is too long. And then she says that so after our wedding on Sunday, I'm on Jutan. Do not be this one created problem between husband and wife. When the party ended on Saturday, he insisted that they must go to church Sunday morning. She said, no, they must sit down on Sunday morning and watch films. That we, we have all our lives to go to church. Now, what is it? What bothers me is that don't people talk about this before they get married? He just felt that we can do Thanksgiving anytime. Once we go today, and do you know the guy dressed up? And came to church and left her in the hotel. Of course, they made up later. But you see, that's already. So if you are not a man or a woman given to the fruit of the spirit, and then you don't understand the technicalities of life, you now to be very careful. Honeymoon will end very soon. Very quickly. I said something for service, which I'm a pastor. I speak to, from my heart to young men. If you know how to do business well. That's why you don't want to pick up a regular job. Fine. But see, if you are living the illusion that I don't want to work under anybody, when I was in UI, a lot of guys made that statement. Underwire them. Just this arrogance. I don't want to work for anybody. And the business they started, nothing was coming from. I know what. He was now forced to be collecting part of his wife's money. And when you start marriage on that note, one person is ending, the other person is depending. It's still manageable when the man is the one ending and he loves you so much. If the woman is the one end and you are the one collecting for her collecting, and then she wants to give to her parents and you feel like there's something you should do together. That maybe at that time also truly the AC got spoiled, the janitor got spoiled. And you are saying, bring that money and she wants to give something to her parents. You will start. Don't bring a fight that shouldn't happen to your family. 
at that beginning stage, you both need income. It will help you. Poverty is a bastard. It creates some unnecessary tension. And I said something for service. Women who complain that the husband, yes, you sh- I mean, the man shouldn't be giving any abort. I said, if a man asks more than enough, you won't complain about what is given to some other people. You tell a man you need a car, he buys two ten. Then he buys two for his friend. Is it any of your business? You must be just about to complain again. You're like, dear, my 35th birthday, I need a duplex. He buys seven for you. And then he says, I want to buy a house for my friend. Because you have what you need. You don't bother so much. But you see, when the money is not enough, it matters what each person is doing with it. Because you pay more attention. The lower the money gets, the more you put eyes, the two of you together. It is true. A man that earns big will not likely bother himself about your salary as his wife. But when the man is broke and there are things to do, he might turn to you on the bed in the night and just say, there, ah, Landlord is coming tomorrow. Do you have any money you are keeping somewhere that we can work with? <laughs> he might say, We love you. You know, I love you. Uh, but uh, it might be the discipline time that doesn't want to. But he has no choice this time around. If you have any clothes, he will ask you. Dear, can you just what can we what can we do? But if you have so much, that does not happen. So I'm saying to young couples. And those who are just about to work, please, if you have opportunity of earning income, do so. You can begin your business on Saturday. Don't bask in the photo of a business you've never done before. Just believe that profit will come. If it does not come, thou shall suffer. And it's not necessary. It's not necessary. You know, that the one that pays me most, I left you how many years ago? Maybe 16 years or so. I still know guys who are still trying to find their bearing in business still now. It has affected their marriage, affected their family. They have gone to meet some uncles who did not help them and they've hated those uncles. One of them, after giving to him, I didn't want to talk, but he asked me for a bit because I didn't want to like, because I helped him with money, I should now start talking. But like, when others were getting jobs, you had the opportunity. Even one of your uncles told you to come and work with him there, but this arrogance, you, you have never done business before and you are convincing yourself that you will make money from business. Ask those real business how many times they have failed before they could stand. It's important. Hallelujah. Reality stage is when you start getting to know the person for real. For real. Then you discover that this pretty woman is also a very saucy woman. Personal flaws are exposed at that time. Now you are living together, you can see everything now. Now what you once called loss, love, you are now seeing that it's actually lost. Then you are now believing this guy does not really have so much self-control. Then you know that actually ah, your husband is hiding some things. Your wife is hiding some things. You are now beginning to know the person without any small screen, no hidden agenda anymore. You are now the two of you now, you can see. As you see the person's nakedness, you see into the person's soul. Now you know who you are married to for him. Now you know that he actually still looking around. When you are passing by a fine girl, he looks. Now you start seeing all those things that you might have that romance did not let you see. For time, I have to end there. The third stage after that is what they call rebellion stage. 
as the name sounds, is very straightforward, rebellion. That is when each person, now, again, all these stages, let me just say, you have rebellion. After rebellion, you have what they call cooperation stage. After that, you have reunion. After that, you have explosion. And then after that, you have completion. The sincere truth is that they don't have to come in any order. They can happen anywhere, anyhow. Some people started fighting. They came to HOD. God brought them together. And then, <laughs> rebellion can begin some other marriages. As soon as, what happened? All of a sudden, you now realize that your wife wants to do nothing in the UK. And you want to live in Nigeria. And she's beginning to tell you, from when she was in school, she had a dream of schooling in the UK. I sat down with a couple. They are not members of this church. One of the allegations that the wife raised when they wanted to separate, that the husband stopped her from doing masters. He's a millionaire for many years, and it was paining her. She used to write books. Every time she saw any of her friends in school who are now doing a, a PhD, she was riding Ben's Jeep. But it used to pain her from inside that. But I'm an, I love academic works. I just love them. Say, but this guy stopped me. Stopped her from working. Rebellion stage is when you want to go back or go the way of your personal dream that your partner might not really fancy. So the man says, I want to go to Canada. All my friends are going to Canada. And one of them is about to give me an opportunity. And the wife says, what happens to me and the two children? And he says, okay, you know what? You will drive me later. But she says, no. We vow to live together. You can't go for one year and say you are coming back for us. I don't know what will happen in that one year. And now tension begins. And you know how many of these issues have dabbled into. And the man now begins to see you as an obstruction to his progress. All my friends are calling that they even found a job for me. She doesn't want me to go. Can't you take care of the children for just one year? And when I said to them, I'll come and pick you. And she says, or she gets a job. VI, VI Aja. And now you live in Akute. And she comes back home 11. And the man says, no. And she says, no, this is the job I've always loved. I've always loved. I met a lady, she wanted to be a lecturer. And when the opportunity came, it was a university outside Lagos. And husband began to complain, you cannot go. And she told the man that, let me resume. Then we find a way. I will start by coming home every weekend. Then later I can influence my transfer to a problem started. And the man said, I cannot see any reason why you should go. That we didn't plan this when rebellion stage. Whether you like it or not, you have your personal vision. Personal plan. Now, again, fruit of the spirit and understanding will help in all these things. The two of you have to come at that stage to meet at the center. Yes. So you notice that your wife is doing PhD and it's affecting her concentration at home. But she wants to do it. A lot of fights happen on that, on that, I mean, so many. Then you have, you have what you call cooperation stage. And that is where you begin to do things with. It can be sweet at that level. Then you have reunion. It can come before cooperation. It can come after reunion. After much argument, and then you will discover each other, and the love resurfaces again. And now together you are working. It's the best state as husband and wife. You are together. Then the explosion. So many people survive all these points. But where they are problem, explosion is when the unexpected happens. 
one day I was counseling the girl. She began to sleep with this married man because the man's wife had cancer and she was abroad for over three years going through treatments. By the grace of God, she survived it, but after three years. Within those three years, the husband was here in Nigeria. He, he was heading a very flourishing business. Actually, he's a friend of some of the billionaires here in Nigeria. He's actually a billionaire. Because I remember on the girl's wedding, they gave them a, a, a limousine to carry them. So he had a limousine. He told the girl when they first met, the first time they slept together, he was broken. He said, I can never imagine me doing this. He said, but I've been with my wife for three years. He said, I go to check her abroad. I stay there for a month with her. I have to come back to see to business. I said, but I can't imagine that I'm doing this. He said, what I did not do the first 15, 20 years of my marriage. Things can happen. The unexpected. I have seen a woman that went into depression forever because they lost their first son. The boy died and mommy could not recover again. Yet, both in Christendom and outside, you've seen things happen to people. People have lost children. It doesn't make them bad people. Things happen. Sudden illness. How many women are not the one pushing their husband on the chair? See, this is why prayer is very important. So now he has prostate cancer. Then it gets so serious. They cannot even be intimate sexually again. And that can happen when people are in the prime of their years. So 30-something, 40-something. And then they say something has happened to the woman. And it's like the old dream is shut down straight. Do you know young people don't think about all these things when they think about marriage? Yeah. I mean, I've been called to cancer for some, somebody before after her breast was removed because of cancer. All those things, they have serious impact. Some people are so sick that they can't be intimates. And that changing the scenario of the man. If that is the only thing the man or the woman is looking for, problem will begin right away. Explosion. Explosion. It can be a status where people are dealing with a very rebellious child who gives the family serious heartache. Now, every news of him you hear, the whole house is shut down for like one week. Everybody is sorrowful. And it might not be the husband or wife directly. It can be the wife's mother, who is now so sick that the wife has to be traveling every now and then. Maybe from Lagos, Ibadan, the mom is sick, and she's the only one in Nigeria that must take care of the mom. And that is even also taking their money. Somebody told me one day, they were paying about 1.2 million every week for dialysis for their father. He took the old finances from the family. And after they spent up to 15 million, the father died. Alex, I almost said that dad... <laughs> but you see, even if you are sure he's not going to make it, if you're a good son, you must continue to help him. You can't say that, hey, Daddy, I don't know if I have to spend this 20 million, whether you survive or not, so let's keep the money. You can't do that. But this is the apple. So it became like almost a worship. The guy and the wife, every cobble that came to their hands. I remember when they woke up to some of us to borrow money. For what? For this father's sickness. And people contributed. And at the, when the man soaked, the, the man's health soaked all the money, then the man died. They sold a house they bought in the city they were living to finance. Now, this is the tragedy. That's half of the story. The father died. The mom started falling sick. Immediately the father died. And they began to spend money on her again. Explosion. They happened. 
a man who is suddenly, who is always very happy, very caring, you ask for 500,000, it gives you 1 million. They can fire him at work. What happened to Nelson Mandela when he spent all those years in the prison? What happened to the wife? When a man is robbed into an issue in the office and they arrest him, all of a sudden the breadwinner is not at home again. He's locked up somewhere. What would the wife do? This is what romance will tell people to think about in marriage. I'm not saying anybody will be arrested. But think about the explosive state. It can come in any form. It can come in any form. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. People can give out to a child. They can have Down syndrome or Down syndrome. Autism. Some children not being able to say, what about SS? Hospital to the hospital tomorrow. It can make the two of people, anything called romance, can dry off from them by the virtue of the enormity of the problems they are going through. They are nights. Not only money they are spending, the energy. So he's trying to uh, uh, complete a deal at the office. They are calling him, your son is sick again in school, and he rushes down, and then he comes back every now and then. See, this is why no matter how you look at marriage, you have to pray. Some people have lost a loved one and they survived it perfectly. Some have raised children and they survived perfectly. 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 Glory to God. Okay. People, let me not talk. <laughs> I wanted to take something for some of the testimony that he shared yesterday. I should. He shared it publicly now. <laughs> Pastor Money turned 40 yesterday and the father was talking to all of us. Because when you are together, I could tell. She wrote many exams in the hospital. And the father said that from the third month when she was born, this attack started. She has told me some of the story for, but I witnessed ago when you are together. And she wrote her final year exam on the She went abroad for treatment one day. She wrote Zenin, but she resigned. This woman carries every grace. She came to me that she was going to step out of Zenin because she was going for treatment in America. And somebody, a top shot in Zenit, heard about it. Called her and told her that no, withdraw the letter. We will let you go for the treatment for as long as you want to go. I will let them pay you when you are away. Grace is powerful. But you know, today, God took her above all those sicknesses. She's fine. The father said that for almost 30 years, or more than 30 years. Now she told me a lot of stories. Two times she had passed them. I mean, completely. Told me the father, the day the father carried her and said, Jesus. Ah, my child won't die before my face. Because she died. And the Lord Jesus sent her back to life. The father was, he, when he was saying some of this yesterday, but she has told me some of these stories herself before. Now imagine those 30 years, what the parents went through with her. She was there girl of her secondary school. Most of her exams, she wrote them in the hospital. And as I saw some in UI also, because when UI and I knew her from that time, I saw some with my eyes. But today, do you know that would have put some tension on some family? Somebody, somebody might have walked away. I have seen men, in the moment of too much sorrow, they left. It happened to Kenneth Higgins' father. They left too much sorrow. He just said, look, if I'll die, they'll just go. So if a person is not rooted, I don't know whether it was Pastor Chris, they praying for one man one day. I was asking the wife, how long has she been, how, how long has it been like this? And he said to her, it's something, yes. You married a handsome man. Four years after your marriage, this is all you get. 
compassion came on Pastor Chris that they prayed for the man. The man got well. That was when they married. I mean, you know, some other women would have walked away. They would have walked away. That is why if you consider anything and you leave character out, you will pay a serious price. One of these seven stages will betray you. One of the seven. It is true. The influence of children was what made. How could Rebecca do that? I said in the first meeting, somebody connived with the second born to take the blessing. Of Forget about the father; he saw so this blessing. What kind of mother? You gave back to twins, and you were siding one against the other, and you were the one, the architect of the whole plan. Wear your brother's clothes. Let me put sorry on your. Why? Marriage is a blessing, but a blessing with serious responsibility. Serious responsibility. If you're a pastor like myself, how do you pray for a woman who comes to your office to say, I just tested positive for HIV. I've never slept with any man, but only for you to call the husband, for him to break down before you and be like he's with different girls. Now they have to test the children, now the wife. What gospel can you pray to her that should not walk away? This is why God has to be at the center of your home. And I end what I started with. Be sure that you and your spouse will sit under the same pastor. Who can speak God's word to you to the point that you both adjust and meet at the center. Otherwise, you are two different people raised by two different parents. Some parents might have done a better job than some other people. But as we begin to pray together and listen to God's word together and converse together, we'll begin to drop certain things and come to meet at the center. We all have things to drop and we all have things to learn. We do. Hallelujah. Here, this one. If for any reason, trust has departed from your marriage. If you're a man, your children or your wife, and she got to know, your woman, and she got to know. Just understand one thing. You are not the one to determine how quickly she will let go or he will let go. It has to be the other person. You must bring forth fruit, fruit made for repentance. That's what the Bible says. I have seen some cases where some men will just, hey, but I, I beg that. And I, no. no, 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 no. You haven't repented. Repentance comes with action. You have to be sober, soft. If your wife is your wife, when she notices that you have changed, she will forgive you. But you cannot work it out with your own terms or your, and it's vice versa, please. Because I know there are people watching me now, or it might even be some of us here, you'll know that trust has led. It takes time to rebuild trust. And if we're the one who allowed the trust to disappear from the marriage, it's your responsibility for it to be restored. You might suffer. You might begin to change and she does not or he does not appreciate it. Continue. It's not for you to say that, but I'll try now. What is it, Ev? A repentant person does not talk that way. It continues until there is forgiveness and love and a trust. It might take time for you to rebuild trust. A woman will not trust you if she contributed money, added, added it to you, and you destroyed the whole money. 
This is the third investment you are claiming that you are inspired to do. And they are plunging the family more and more into debt. And you will not be humble as a man to recognize the fact that, look, I'm getting something wrong here. I don't know why it's so difficult for some men. You are not in Is you know your wife? One day, it was, I think it was Kenneth Copeland. Gloria preaches better. Bishop Boedeko read the wife's book that made him a prosperous preacher. Not the husband's book. He took the wife's book to a mountain. I was in their conference one time. The woman would be the one that would come and pray for the sick. Actually, she teaches better, according to people, than the husband. But she's so submissive. Kentucky told us something one day. They are in their 80s now. He said, if anything has happened in this marriage, maybe a little quarrel, he said, it came from me. He said, Gloria has never said anything. He said, there was a day when in the hotel. And he was just becoming grunge. He just woke up, just nagging. And he, she was talking to him and he was just nagging off and saying things. And they got to where they would take breakfast. He wanted to carry his plates. And he turned back and she was standing behind him with tears on her. Then she held his eyes, his face, and said, Kenneth, I want to let you know, no matter what you do, I'm committed to this marriage. I love you and I will not dishonor you. He too just broke down and started begging her. And he told her, he said, Gloria has never said any single, she, she, he said, every time somebody goes in the marriage, it was him. He said it publicly. He said, one day, Satan told him, because that time they were inviting Gloria everywhere, knocking, and I said, your wife can preach better than you. Satan said it and laughed. Some demons are demonic. <laughs> just sort of laughed at him, your wife, you know, your wife is a better preacher. And the people love her more than they love you. <laughs> I said the thing wanted to pain him. He said he just found himself saying that. But thank God, at least she's my wife. Isn't it a good thing that I have a wife that can? But you know some other men, problem will start from there. They want to overshadow her. Thank God for Dave Mayer, Joyce Mayer's husband. He sits down there while the wife is preaching. It doesn't mean anything. You must have security in whom God has made you. If we will ever help her to arrange things at times. Simple life. But at home, the husband is the husband. He prays for Joyce, speaks words over her. But it, it says, I'm not a preacher and I'm not ready to be one. I will give you moral support. I am not interested in pulpits. So he comes there, he sits at the back and he enjoys the message. He goes on with the children. They respect him more, the children. That's a man. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Homes are being restored. Joy is coming back. Peace is coming back. Love is coming. Restoration. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Any man that is sound of my voice in the hands of any strange woman. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the sword of the Spirit, I severe that relationship. All women that are here, if there's any woman making you to cry because she's trying to distract your husband, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord will do the separation. I pray for men that God will strengthen us to always say no to temptation. Strengthen us to be focused, to walk the right path, to live for him. Shall we rise?
Is someone blessed this morning? I apologize that I took about 20 minutes more than even though I came up late. But is it okay? I just felt since we are ending this series today, let me just do my best to get to a point where I know that I've done a good job. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. We'll try and close before 12.30. I just want us to, in a minute, I want everybody to pray. Please pray for your family. Pray for your home. If you are not married, pray about the future. If you are married, pray about the next 30, 40 years. Depending on your age, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, pray. Especially what I said about explosion. It's not the will of God that sudden tragedy should happen. So we avert them. We have bought them ahead of time. Somebody raise prayer. Pray. Whatsoever the enemy is planning for my own, for my family in days to come. Ah, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, Simon, Satan, Satan had desired to have you, but I have prayed for you. From what happened between Jesus and Peter, we can tell that you can pray ahead of time for what is yet to come. He says, Simon, Satan is planning to have you, but I have prayed for you. Also, I don't know what the enemy is planning to do in days to come, but in the name of Jesus, I send prayer ahead of my future. Next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever the enemy is trying to plant, whatever. Many times people pray against what is already showing. Why don't you cut it off before showing? Now everybody pray aggressively. If there is anything on my path, Lord, you'll see the future. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You'll see the end. Maybe Satan is trying to plant something in my body. Maybe it's even planted there but not operating right now. Not, not operational. In the name of Jesus Christ, the word of God is the sword of the Spirit. Body, hear the word of the Lord. Whatever is in you, capable of affecting me in the future, be rooted out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak concerning my future. Whatever tragedy, whatever evil planned by the adversary, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, you are aborted. You will never happen. Not to my wife, not to my husband, not to my children, not to my parents. I pray for the health of my parents. They will live in good old age. I pray concerning the schools that my children will go to. In the name of Jesus, no strange influence. I am already married. I pray about the marriage of my children. It will not be something that will create pain somebody pray we are just three minutes more pray I believe when we pray the Lord will take it away ever before we get there
Call the name of your children if you are a parent here. Call their name. Pray over them right now. Pray over their school, their job, their choice of life partner. It will be guided by the Lord. It will. Call your own name and say in the name of Jesus. Shola, your paths. There is no evil there. Light is going before you. Jesus is going before you. He's going behind you. Ahead of you has uprooted all evils on the way. In the name of Jesus Christ. The power of God is on your body. Speak over yourself. Power of God is on my body. When I am 80, I'm still jogging. I refuse to allow Satan to use my body for any of his experiments or any of his evil. No. My heart, my liver, my kidney, my bones will live to old age in else. I will not be a victim of any evil in my place of work. No evil setup will work against me. I will not dabble into a wrong investment that takes the whole family down. I will not embark on a journey that will affect the family negatively. Lord, watch over me, watch over my household. I cry for mercy this morning. Mercy over me, over my children, over my parents, over everyone connected to me. Two more minutes. Hallelujah. I don't know why I'm being led to pray. Israel decree this way. People that told us yesterday, she has three wonderful children. And one of the last doctors that she went to see then told her, you will be a vegetable for the rest of your life. Even if you leave. That was what they said. But you will never have a child. She has three now. Three. 
if there is anybody under the sound of my voice here or those who are watching and there is any condition already in your body that is a threat against a good marriage maybe you are even ashamed to tell anybody something is wrong with you I sense the anointing of God in this atmosphere I stretch my hand to you as a point of contact in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that condition is taken out of your body now thank you Lord Jesus I just see the power of God going around through the hall things are falling off people now just get out of their system I have a word of prophecy that man that is owing you so much and there's no peace I speak as God's prophet mystery of mercy over you right now we cancel the debts in the name of Jesus Christ let every man in this assembly and those who are watching begin to prosper Amen. I pray for vision that is clear Amen. strength in the name of Jesus Amen. every woman begin to prosper mightily Amen. may the Lord open doors for all our women Amen. may the Lord keep you Amen. make you fruitful Amen. there is no woman here that will ever be barren Physically, spiritually, or financially. In the name of Jesus Christ. I have received the commandment to bless. I bless you in the name of the Lord. All areas of your life are fruitful. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. The impossible, they are now being made possible. I see help coming to many people here. The Lord will just help you. Against what is too difficult for you, it takes you above it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.